Well, all right. I guess it's time to kick off episode seven. A ramble. And I got a really special guest today. He's a friend of mine and he's a prolific horror director. So this podcast will surely become a bloodbath. My friend, Neil Fitzpatrick. Oh, Flaherty, Stevens, Callahan. I should talk with a. I should talk with an Irish accent. Uh, it's a horrible <laughs> Irish accent. I can't do a good Irish accent. I am Irish, but I can't do the accent. Yeah, you're from Boston. Uh, there's a lot of Irish there. I actually named my dog Murphy. Very Irish. Yeah, very. I, every time I walk in the door and he's wagging his non-existent tail, I'm like, Ah, well, you're a good little lad, aren't you, Murphy? <laughs> like I start talking, like, I start speaking in some like. Irish accent. You have to, uh, you gotta like have a few beers before you do the like, The accent comes better after a few drinks, I've noticed. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. So, how have you been, man? I haven't talked to you for a little while. I, I know you, uh, you went on vacation, right? You went to, did you go to Boston? I did, yes. Uh, I just came back from, I'm from the north shore of Boston, which is uh, like Peabody area. And a, a buddy of mine uh, married a girl. He's from Atlanta. Okay. And he married a gal from the North Shore of Boston. So it was kind of like, all right. And they had their wedding there. And uh, it was, it, so I got to go home and also celebrate their wedding. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So the football season is about to kick off. And I know for the last, oh, what, 20 years, the Patriots, your team, I mean, it must have been a party every Sunday at the uh, O'Flaherty Callahan house, right? <laughs> I mean, how was it last year without Brady? I mean, what were you guys' expectations? I mean, how did it feel, you know, to come back to earth for that one season? I tried to pretend like last year just didn't exist. I was like, let's just get Brady left. And then there's COVID. And it's like, is there even going to be a season? And then, you know, it's this weird hybrid season. So I, I you know, I mean, yeah. I was kind of like, let's just pretend like this is a lost season. Yeah. And we'll just, you know, I mean, I love my team, but I was like, let's just lose as many games as we can and get a good draft pick and pretend like that season didn't exist. And then we'll come back the next season Yeah, with the Brady heir apparent. Yeah. And you guys drafted a quarterback, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we went, we ended up winning, you know, Cam Newton actually did really well uh, in the beginning and then he got COVID and then he was not the same player. I don't know if it was because of COVID or injuries or whatever. So we ended up, we did well, we lost, but we lost a lot of games and then we ended up with Mac Jones. Yeah. Well, it seemed you guys played well against the chargers. It was, I think 45 to zero or something. Nothing went well that game. I was like, what the hell is this? And, uh, thankfully that was the one you could see it in, uh, ownership's eyes. They, 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 uh, pan the, the camera up there to the owner's box. There's no fans. It was just literally just the owners. This was the COVID time. And, and, uh, I mean, there usually aren't fans anyway, right? I mean, what? <laughs> well, actually there are, but the problem is, is normally they sell their tickets to the, uh, opposing fans. So it'd be opposing fans in the stands, which is going to be really interesting because this is the first year 
you know, they're going to let fans into this brand new stadium that they just built here in Inglewood. And, mm. uh, we're all, I got season tickets and, and so we're all trying to figure out like, is it going to be the same thing? Because, uh, <laughs> there's your cat. Yeah, sorry. My cat is, she, she's very needy. She hears me speaking yeah. and she's like, why are you talking to me? So you might hear an intermittent like, meow, meow. That's just. Oh, uh, no, that's fine. You know what? I'm sure people listening love animals. So right before they moved to Los Angeles, there was this tweet I saw. And it had, uh, in 2014, it was um, Bill Belichick basically saying, you know, I'm really uh, thankful for all the fans that came out and and supported us. It was overwhelming. Like the there was like a whole row or a section of fans right behind the bench or something, and they were all cheering them on. And um, right, you know, so this was something that was happening down in San Diego too. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that like okay, well, you know, new season, new quarterback who uh, a lot of people are really hyped up to see. I don't want to describe it as Herbert mania, but there's definitely <laughs> like a buzz. Yeah, like like there's definitely a buzz with this guy because he won the rookie of the year. Okay, it seems like he can uh, he can do things that our previous quarterback, who we really loved, you know, Philip Rivers, but he was a statue. I mean, he was. He, if you remember, Patriots had Drew Bledsoe. He was a statue. Right. Well, Philip Rivers was basically you know a skinnier version of Drew Bledsoe. Uh-huh. So yeah. Okay. All right. And, and a slightly more douchier version of Bledsoe, too. Well, I mean, it, it depends on how you see it, because it's like a lot of fans will argue that he was very animated. And um, like when he talked smack, he didn't use a bunch of like F-bombs and things like that. He, it was more like a playful kind of thing that you did on the um, the playground back when you were like six years old. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he is a very strict kind of religious guy, so I'm assuming he's not throwing you know, F-bombs left and right. Right, right, right. He had like nine kids and, and it was, um, I saw some documentary or something, some sort of thing with the Catholic church. He was like, you know how like Tom Cruise, like when he was talking, like they, they filmed that interview with him, like speaking to somebody in the church of Scientology. <laughs> it was like, to, L- to LRH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, he was talking to somebody in the Catholic church and they were like, they were like plotting the pregnancies or something. Like there was like, like a, a golden time to like, um, fertile period. And that like, I don't know, oh, wow. that, you know, that was like ripe for Jesus. I don't know. It was, it was oh, some, some uh, sort I of, didn't hear, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. It was some, that's, some that's sort of like, it was some sort of thing like that. But, uh, you know, anyway, they ended up with nine. Uh, so it worked. Um, yeah. So anyway, you take uh, your chances, you know, when you're, when you got that golden period, you gotta, you gotta make them count, man. You know, until that portal closes and the golden period, it could be the, it could be the Messiah, you know, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? So last year you didn't have Brady and, um, he's over at Tampa. Tampa, I should say Tampa Bay, and um, yeah, ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, were you surprised, or you're just kind of like, you know, we should have kept him. What the hell? I, 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 I was a bit surprised because he he kind of like he kind of started a little slow, right? I, I I can't say I'm that surprised. I mean, he's Tom F and Brady. Uh, winning Super Bowls is his thing. I figured he'd go there and do well, but then he, he is old and father time's going to catch up with him a little bit. And there is, there was a little bit of that, you know, girlfriend breaks it off and you're kind of like, all right, let's see, let's see if, you know, they still got it. Right. And at, at first there were a little bit of struggles and you're like, yep, I knew it. And then 
he goes into t- TV mode and it's like, you know what? He's the same. Yeah. And it's like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. He's the same guy. You can't doubt him. I was, I was happy for him. You know, I mean, he's Tom Brady. I, I you know, I, should we have kept him? Yeah, obviously we would have been better with him. Um, but we also had a lot of holes and I don't know, you know, I don't know that that team would have won it, right. um, with Tom Brady. So there's a lot of, you know, Maybe if they played as well as they they did against the Chargers against everyone else, then maybe yeah, that was yes, yes, because <laughs> yeah. it seemed like everything worked. Everything like oh yeah, punt return we can do that. Oh block we could block a kick too if you want us to block a kick. We'll go ahead and do that. You know we'll run the ball, we'll throw the ball, we'll our backup quarterback. If you want him to throw a touchdown, we'll have him do that. <laughs> you know it it was absolutely ridiculous. But uh, yeah, anyway, back to that. That I'm just glad that that was the one to get the previous regime out and they were great guys, but so goddamn predictable. And, uh, it got to the point where it was, it was, it was frustrating as a fan. So the new coach, uh, had the number one defense last year with the Rams. So hopefully, um, turns around the defense and, um, Herbert continues to play well. Uh, so I also want to get to another part of football that is, is happening right now. It's kind of in the headlines is, uh, this whole vaccination thing. And, um, I, have you been vaccinated? I, I have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have too. I got vaccinated in March. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people who aren't vaccinated, which is surprising to me a little. I, I, I didn't realize anti-vaccine was such a big deal in the world. I, I thought, you know, maybe there was just like some sort of a phase there in, uh, in the two thousands with, uh, you know, like the health and wellness group, the organic eating people, which I actually in 2015, when we were at Stuart Rogers, I was trying to lose weight, get healthy. I'd quit smoking in 2013. Mm. So I started, I started going down this little path where I was like, okay, well let's, let's eat, uh, let's eat, you know, mostly organic mm-hmm. when you can and whatever. Sure. And so I was, I kind of fell down this little rabbit hole and I realized, what's going on is like if you go too far down the rabbit hole you end up hitting these like militant vegans and like you know yeah like yeah. everything is toxic like it's like whoa like it, right let's let's back off like dioxins are everywhere and so <laughs> i i was like okay I, you know uh gotta close all these tabs these windows the youtube and all this stuff like i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to do my own thing. Right. So do your own research, Mervin. Yeah. You know, I, I realized, you know, that a lot of that stuff came from there. And, um, and now I'm seeing it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of Trumpers, like the right wing people are like, we're not doing it. They don't trust it or whatever, you know, even though the MRNA technology, they've been working on it for years. It's not brand, brand new. It's just right. came to the market new. And there's, what do you right. call it? Vaccines that are based on the older technology available. So they just don't want to do it. I mean, what's your take on this? Because uh, the NFL has come down to uh, to not require vaccinations, but they basically made it so if a team does get COVID during the season and it's mainly from unvaccinated players, they could literally forfeit the games. Yeah, that's that's a that's that's a big rule. I mean, I I could I could see this happening. I mean, we've already seen it in other sports where there's there's still in baseball there's COVID outbreaks and um, that could I mean that could definitely happen. And, and then you know the players who are vaxxed are going to be pretty pissed at the ones who weren't who cost them a win and you know probably 
teams are going to be turning on each other a little bit. So yeah, uh, that that's going to be a big. I think that's going to be a big deal um, if there are a significant amount of players who aren't vaccinated, which it sounds like there are based on. Like, Sadly, <laughs> yeah. And, and my Chargers, there was a report out. There was three teams that at one point were under the fifty percent vaccination rate of, of the entire team. It was under 50% of the team. And I was like, well, who the fuck is it? Well, it's the Chargers, the Cardinals, and Washington. Now, it's in, it's definitely improved. I think it's closer to like 65% now uh, as we inch towards the season. And then everyone you know, is starting to uh, realize that the NFL is basically cracking down <laughs> on this kind of thing. So it is a competitive advantage. And uh, like it just that you're simply vaccinated. Yeah against a freaking virus. And, um, so I hope that, uh, right. Everything is resolved on the, on the field and not off the field where people are getting freaking sick on COVID. Yeah. I, I think I'm, maybe this is the optimist in me as well. And I'm, I'm sure I could be wrong, but I, I think, I mean, there are certain people who, who just who aren't going to get vaccinated regard regardless. Like they, they just aren't. And I've talked to people like that and they just, they're not, they're not going to do it. Um, they just don't believe in it. Um, but I think there are, I think there's still a significant amount of people who are saying, let's, you know, let's, let's wait a little bit. And I think with, you know, we'll see what happens with this Delta variant, but if this thing seems to be spreading really fast, then it comes down to, well, do I want to, you know, catch this new variant um, and get sick from that? Or do I want to take the vaccine and, and I guess take my chances? I mean, you know, some people got a little bit, I, I got slightly dizzy the first day, but it was over and, and I would rather deal with that than, you know, catch COVID. And I, I've had family members catch it and they're like, this is not fun. Like I lost my yeah. sense of smell. I, it messed with my right. brain. I have this like fog now. Uh, I couldn't breathe every night I was going to sleep. I was like, I don't, uh, like that sounds, I, I don't want something that's going to mess with my brain. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, no, you, you're going to need that brain. I need, I need it's, that. And you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take my chances with this uh, vaccine that's been tested on millions of people over this thing that might literally screw up my brain. Um, so I, I, I think there are, there are people who are, who are just say, saying, you know, let's wait and see. And, and uh, I, I think hopefully that a lot of those people will, get vaccinated, especially if this thing starts spreading a lot more, but remains to be seen, man. We'll see. Yeah. Um, do you think there's, there's any, anything in there as far as horror with this like vaccine kind of like health and wellness and like these anti-vaxxers, do you think, do you think there's anything that could inspire a horror film there? Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I mean, I've the past year, year and a half, whatever I've, I've written quite a few stories of, I don't know if necessarily anti-vax, but I've definitely, I've written some stories. I wrote this one story called the algorithm, which is how like someone gets stuck in this like YouTube algorithm. Oh, where they, they start out as like a, like a normal person <laughs> who's like, you know, a little bit skeptical about things. Sure. And then it's, it's, it is, it, you know, you, you click one and, and probably you've had this experience Mervin where you're on YouTube and there's like this one strange video that like clickbait video, it shows up on YouTube. Sure. You, you click it, you watch it and you're like, well, that, that seems ridiculous. But YouTube says, oh, well, this person clicked this video. So they were interested in it. So I'm going to show them more 
of that content. Yeah, the algorithm. Yep. So you're getting more and more of them. And, and even if that first click, you didn't believe it, if you keep, if you stay in that world and start clicking on others, it, it's like, it, it evolves from like disbelief to like, haha, this is funny. This is ridiculous to like, Oh, actually this, they're just asking questions. They're raising concerns. And then right. you just go deeper in and then they're you, doing their own research. They're, they're doing their own research <laughs> and you become a true believer. You come out the end of it right. and, you're, and you're a true believer. I, I've literally seen it happen in, in, in real life. Well, this is what, this is what's going on with uh, QAnon. I, I always try to say Quanon, but it's QAnon. And, <laughs> Quanon. and there was a documentary on HBO that, that really examined that. It was pretty scary. Yeah. I, I yeah. Into the storm. Yeah. I, I watched that. Yeah. Into um, the storm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, look, I got vaccinated in March. I wasn't an anti-vax. I mean, I was an anti-vaxxer when I was like five years old, only because I was like, I really, you know, I, I was scared of needles, not the needles, medicine. Yeah, needles were like yeah. really freak. I thought it was some sort of form of like child torture. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, <laughs> like I still kind of get a little apprehensive. This is a kind of embarrassing story, but one day I uh, decided to go for a hike in like the will rogers kind of palisades area and i was like oh it's a local hike and i looked on the app or whatever and it had like these wide like trails right there's no vegetation no trees you know it's just kind of like oh, a little view of the ocean over there and you know you just get your your hike on no, no big deal so i was like it's gonna be kind of hot let's wear shorts first time i ever went on a hike with fucking wearing shorts i'll never do it again <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm, I have this app where like, you know, like it's called all trails and, and basically ni nice plug, by the way, they owe me some money, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> you can plot your little route or whatever. And, and so I, I go down and then I don't know, like three or four miles and I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn around. So I'm going to take this little section and cut across and then I'm going to loop back and then I'm going to head home and that, that's it for the day. And then I'm going to drink some beer and, and celebration. Well, this you know, section where I cut across was heavily, heavily like overgrown. I mean, I, I, I was like, well, it doesn't look like poison oak. Like I just kind of like did my best to kind of avoid it, whatever. And then, you know, some of it was, was by this little, like little river or whatever. And I ended up getting freaking poison oak for the first time in my life. First time in my life. So Ooh. I was like, okay. So I try all those creams and stuff and I try like, you know, washing it and stuff. It's pretty itchy. And I'm like, this, this is pretty gross. So I, so I go to this urgent care and the person tells me that I have a staff and, and it looked really gross. It was oozing and it was, it was like yellow and shit. I'm like, okay, well let's get this thing treated. And so they're like, well, I'm going to have to shoot you with a, a steroid shot or something like that right now. And then I'm going to give you a bunch of stuff that you can take home or get prescriptions for mm -hmm. and take home. I'm like, okay, yeah, please. I need to clear this up ASAP. And, um, so I get this shot and in, in my ass and it, and it, like I go into shock, like it, it freaks me out. And I remember when I was a kid, when I was like terrified of all this stuff. And, uh, then the doctor's like, no, don't worry about it. Just breathe it out. He's like, he's like, it's, it's no big deal. But I thought I was gonna like fucking die on that table. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, to this day, I still have, you know, this kind of like fear and, 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 uh, of these things. But, um, well, that, that's totally understandable. I mean, if you told me that story, then you're like, I'm anti-vax. I'd be like, okay, uh, I could, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The, the one that went in my arm, okay. The, I got the Pfizer, right. And I had fatigue a little bit, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Second thing I did, second time around, I didn't feel a damn thing. It felt totally fine, but, uh, it was, you know, it's a little prick. It's not a big deal. And I, I was like, I got to get this done because I figured 
here's what I was kind of like clairvoyant in a way, because now they're talking about this. This notion of vaccine passports, meaning like you have to show your vaccine in order to get into like, you know, stadiums like football or, you know, bars, restaurants or whatever, but mostly just events like ticketed events where large crowds of people go in. You know, that's what I was like, well, I want to go see football. (laughs) Like I want to go. So I want to get this over with and done. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's something right now that it seems like a lot of people don't have the stomach for. Are you for or against these kind of like proofs of documentation? (laughs) We're getting the hard hitting questions here. Um, so I, I would say, uh, selfishly because I'm vaccinated, I, you know, I would uh, selfishly, I'd be like, yeah, let's like, let's show our proof of vaccination and get on with our lives. Um, I, I mean, I guess I can, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to be diplomatic here. <laughs> being like, okay. Like, all right. I mean, you know, are you, then you're forcing the, the thing on, on other people and, and I, I'm, I'm hoping it, it, it doesn't have to come to that. I mean, I'm hoping that enough of the wait and see crowd are going to get vaccinated where it's not going to come down to that. Um, that's, that's my hope. Um, but selfishly because I am vaccinated, I'd, feel, I'd be like, yeah, give me, give me the passport. Um, but you know, maybe there are people who, who have those stories like you had and they're just afraid of, afraid of, you know, something. I, I remember when I was a kid, I got the, like the allergy tests or whatever. And I got pricked by a bunch of things ah. and I was, it was awful. You're all itchy and this and that. Yeah. And maybe I carry that trauma forward. But, you know, I mean, if you look at the science and you look at technology and how far we've come with these things, um, you know, there, there really hasn't been cases of these awful side effects beyond, you know, maybe a slight dizziness or sickness <clears throat> for the first couple of days. I mean, we're, we're not making people um, sterile or anything. I mean, there, there, there have been in history, you know, years ago where there were bad side effects like decades ago. Um, but we, we've come, you know, science has come a long way and we've gotten a lot better at it. And I hope people will look at the the science and see that we've tested it on so many people and they'll be like, okay, well, I'll you know, this thing is safe. So that's my, my hope is it doesn't come to that. Yeah. This past year obviously was, pretty traumatic for a lot of people. And, uh, a lot of people suffered, uh, from nightmares and strange sleeping schedules and things like that. Have you had any dreams or nightmares, uh, in the past year or, um, on top of that, any scary incidents that happened to you while you were awake in the past year that, uh, really, really freaked you out that maybe gave you some sort of inspiration for a possible horror film? Hmm. Um, Good question. I, I, as far as dreams, I, and this may sound strange as a horror director, I don't have a lot of like horror dreams. I, I'm always dreaming of like the same thing, and it's always like something around like middle school or high school. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a dream just a couple days ago where I, where I was, I was me, I was my age, you know, like a you know, middle aged man. And for some reason, I was going mm-hmm. back to high school, and it was my first day of like almost like Roddy Dangerfield, like you know, like back to school thing. And I'm I'm me, I'm an older guy, and I'm and it's the first day of school, and I'm really nervous, and I got all my, I got all my stuff, and I've got you know this is present day, I got modern technology, I got my iPad, my laptop, this and that, and um and the school bus pulls around. 
and the kids are coming in and out and like i'm looking at these kids and these kids are all so young and they're all mm. you know they all get that kind of like you know when you're young you're a teenager and you're smug and you think you got it all figured out and and you know you're just like oh, you're just floating through life like yeah yeah i, I know it and then su- suddenly sure. I, I couldn't find any of my things like my my ipad and my laptop and i was uh i was like searching for them and they were and they were missing and then everyone was staring at me wondering if i was going to get on the bus to go back to high school um and then i just i never i never got on the bus and the bus and the bus went by and i <laughs> i i don't know maybe Maybe there's some symbolism there. You can't, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just always dreaming about about school. It's just it was a, it was a strange time for me. Well, it's interesting that you keep going back to that. It's like it keeps calling you back. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. You know, I, I I think maybe we all feel this way. Like we wish we could go back to certain points of our lives when we are the person we are now and maybe it would be different. Right. Oh, like go back um, and like change things. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you change things or like, you know, there's a dream <laughs> of like getting a shot at doing it or, or whatever. Right. Right. Sure. Um, I, I, I feel like that's, I'm always dreaming about, about that, but also, you know, if it, if it wasn't for these strange, awkward moments, you know, those, those kind of like, make you who you are today so you actually you do need those at the same time you need to go through that crap to become the person you are so in a way you 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 don't actually you know you usually don't want unless unless it's like really bad trauma and it's screwing your life up i mean that's that's another thing i i just i channel everything into horror so it it kind of worked out for me um but, but yeah, that's as far as for dreams. I mean, I had one where it's is a nightmare for sure. Okay. So I don't smoke weed. Uh, I, I don't think I've smoked weed since I was like 25 or something like that. So it's been a little while. And like, I, I, I love that, you know, there's all these shops that sell weed. It's awesome. Like if I was a weed smoker and I loved edibles and stuff, I'd go there every, every week I'd be there. So um, for some weird reason, I'm inside one of these shops and, um, it's, uh, I, I'm robbing it. I'm robbing this fucking thing. Like I, okay. I, I don't smoke weed, so I don't know why I'm there. <laughs> they, they, do, they do carry a lot of money. Yeah. Though. They carry cash. They carry they cash. So I cash. guess I know this, I guess I'm here. I'm like, okay, give me all your money. They're, they're taking the cash out of the safe. Right. They're like, uh, you know, there's all this weed. I don't take any of the weed. So maybe it's like, okay, I'm just a criminal. I'm not a weed smoker. Okay. So, so that kind of makes sense. So I'm in this thing. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go through these motions. You know, I'm not, I guess I, I should try to wake myself up. And I'm like, what? Well, what's going to happen here? This is, this is interesting. So I'm like, okay, the next thing I know is I get the cash and then I come outside and it looks like somebody is waiting for me in an SUV. So that's the getaway car. So I'm like, oh, okay. So hopefully yeah. they see me and they're, they hit the gas to uh, approach, but they, <laughs> this thing escalates the SUV, like smashes another car and then like drives over it. So like it gruesomely kills the people inside of it. 
Oh God. And I'm like, okay, now just, I gotta wake just, I gotta wake up. Like this is this is ridiculous. It's like Grand Theft Auto. We went from armed robbery to, you know, yeah. serial murder. Right, right. Like no, like once you hit murder, I gotta go. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and um as far as scary incidents, um, I had one while I was awake and it, it involved a car. Uh, so I have this Toyota Prius and it has, it came standard with something called the Toyota safety sense. And what it is, is it's got this little camera thing. So like it'll sense some, um, something stopped ahead of you if you're traveling at a certain rate or whatever speed or whatever, or, you, or if you accelerate towards it or whatever, it just detects it and it flashes brake on the screen and, um, you know, it alerts you. So I, uh, didn't know this, but it also will hit the brakes for you. I never knew this. Mm. So, uh, I drove, well, okay. I was on a, um, I was at a stop sign and it was kind of a busy street. And so it was kind of timing, like it was it, endless supply of cars. So picture that, you know, it's LA. Yeah. And, um, so you're, you're waiting for this convoy of fucking cars to go through and then i'm trying to uh to time it to so i can get in and you know resume my life and so the car senses like i accelerate because I'm, I'm waiting for this car to pass me and i'm like okay so here i go hit the accelerator and this thing fucking breaks thinking that i'm gonna hit it Oh. <laughs> and so it breaks. So I'm, I'm stopped now in the middle of this fucking, and everyone's going like 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour. And they're like all slamming the brakes. And they're like, I'm like, dude, oh, shit. I'm like, dude, it's the car. Like everyone's like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's the Prius. Like, and they're like, we hate Prius. And like, you know what I'm like? Fuck. It's like another reason for people to hate Prius is it's like, now it's got the safety shit baked into it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not even your, it's not even your fault and, yeah. and you're, and you're getting the blame for this, this, this auto automaton. Yeah. That is a little nerve wracking. That's a little, like the, the whole, I'm, and, and I'm kind of pro self-driving cars. Cause I, I, I don't really like driving. I like the idea of being driven around and I can do something else. Sure. Uh, unless I'm like on the open road, I'm cruising along highway one, you know, there's still something to be said for that, but. Oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah. That's fun. Uh, yeah. But there's joy in that. So probably self-driving is going to like, it's going to prevent so many accidents and it's going to, you know, it's going to increase productivity or whatever, but the accidents are probably going to be that because accidents will happen, but they're going to be way worse theoretically than normal accidents because it's the machines causing it and not the humans. You know, there's something when like a person causes something, it's like, oh, okay, well that person screwed up or whatever but when the machines cause it it's a little it's a little scarier yeah you know the element of control is is gone you're just a person in an airplane hoping the you know the the pilot's not drunk or whatever you're you're, you don't have that control that's a little scary yeah and there's definitely a lot of horror there right there's something something to be said there right for uh as far as like to mine that avenue of robotics that's coming up here yeah for sure this 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 sort of trading uh control for convenience thing is gonna is probably gonna create a lot of anxiety in 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 humanity it'll it'll take a lot of anxiety away but it'll also create its own anxieties it's so funny because it's like the things that we watched as kids like like terminator uh remember with like the ai and and 
Skynet yeah. and all this stuff. Like, like it's, it's kind of happening in a way. Yeah, it's Skynet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Skynet is, is happening. It's the question is, is what, you know, how are the machines going to react to us? Will they be when, once they become quote unquote self-aware, uh, will it be a Skynet situation where they want to just knock us out of the way? Will they be indifferent? Just kind of be like, we are such lesser mortals that they don't care or will, or will they be our, our servants? Um, will they remain our, our servants? Um, we don't really know the answer to this question until it, until it happens. Yeah. Uh, so you were uh, you were talking to me before we got started about something that you're working on. I'm I'm curious to to hear more about that, and then also I want to go and talk to you about uh, these hilarious YouTube reaction videos where people are watching your films on YouTube and reacting. <laughs> so what's going on with all this? I I'm working on a few things. I mean, I've got a uh, I, I made a board game horror short that's done pretty well. Uh, called Face Your Fears, and I've been using that to kind of pitch this other board game horror opioid story um, that I'm currently pitching around that I'm I'm pretty excited about. Um, we'll see if I can get that off the off the ground. Um, and then I'm writing a, a, a few features. I, I you know, in the you know when we got on the call, you were talking, telling your whatever Alexa to shut off your air conditioner. It reminded me of a a home invasion uh horror you know it's kind of like a black mirror version of the strangers where the people coming in uh they it's they're they're invading a smart home and they essentially they use facial they steal people's faces who live in because so say the smart home does everything for you and it like works off of facial recognition so if you show your face, you know, which is how we do everything now, but what if somebody is able to create like a digital uh, version of your face that is, a, a, you know, it's a complete replication of it. And these people actually don't have faces or they have faces, they have like meme or, or smiley, you know, emoticon faces, but they can steal your face and then they control your smart home. Ooh. You know, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen then? You can't get in and out. You can't. You can't call the police. You can't uh, do anything. So, uh, and then I'm kind of layering in some like deep fake stuff because deep fakes really scare the shit out of me. You know, all that technology. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> so that's one, one idea. Another one I'm working on. I'm, I'm creating like this horror alternative. Re- Are you familiar with alternative or, or alternate reality games? Um, sort of, sort of. Yeah. It, 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 let's see. Is it? Um... Uh, no, go for it because I'm I'm trying to think of it. Well, well, well yeah, I, I I'm sure you've seen them. Like, say it's generally if you're walking around like Silver Lake or Los Feliz or something, and you see some strange like flyer on a telephone pole, which like it makes no it it makes no sense what the person is actually selling. Like they're selling, I don't know, implanted memories or some strange like sauce thing or it's and 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 but there's a thing where it's like here go to the website so you take one of the things and you go to the website and then there's this whole like strange narrative that um <clears throat> you follow okay so so next time you see one of those grab one of the grab one of the things and go to it and then but there's all these codes and and um they're famously they've been done a bunch of times for certain like uh video game rollouts like 
like I think it was Halo had one called I Love Bees, and they basically sent this honey to a bunch of different people, and they tore off the the label. And the person had to have the wherewithal to empty out the honey and they'd find like little letters stuck inside that were inside the honey. And then if they rearranged those letters in a certain way, they got I love bees and then they go to I love and you find a website about bees. But it's actually been hacked by this potentially alien life form. So it, it, <laughs> and, and you got to solve it. And so it starts getting in some really weird. Uh, things, but I, I'll tell you, and to circle back a little bit to the beginning of our conversation, I became interested in this stuff because of the whole like QAnon thing. Oh, right. like, the I'm rabbit hole to, thing. The, yeah, I'm trying to understand. Like, to, it, it's it's a little scary when people are you know living in it's seemingly alternate realities, and right, and right. QAnon kind okay. of resembles is actually a kind of a form of an alternate reality game with it no is. with no ending. Yeah. There's no ending essentially. So I got really interested in this because this seems to be happening where we're living in different realities. And then I start thinking, well, is there even a reality? What's the reality I live in? Is that the real reality? I mean, everyone thinks they're living in the reality. But is there is there, in a, you know, and then I, I don't smoke <laughs> weed anymore, but like your brain starts going to these right. crazy places. <laughs> Sounds um, like you smoke weed still. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should have called myself down or something. Cause I, I, yeah. The brain starts going man, and you get, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Um, that's fucking trippy. I, I thought you were talking about something completely different. There's this, uh, like actual video game where it's like, um, I want to say, um, the thing that you stick on your, your head, Oh, that's augmented. Yeah, reality. that's what I thought that's, you meant. That's the, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, Pokemon. Well, they go like they go to these stuff, like places yeah. and they all like meet e like people meet each other like hey hey and they're like one's like dressed as like a cat or something like this is like cat avatar or whatever <laughs> like nice uh avatar you're you're a cat today and they're like yeah what are you uh, I'm uh, I don't know I'm just a dude uh, you know so it's like. I, I told, I was, I was like, is he going to talk about that? But no, it, it, alternate, alternate <laughs> reality. I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's fucking freaky. So I want to get to another segment here. It's called creepy American phrases that should be canceled. Okay. So, uh, as you know, a lot of things get canceled nowadays in, uh, 2021 here with, uh, cancel culture. So we're thinking, the next thing that should be canceled are probably these creepy American phrases. I'm going to give you six phrases, six phrases, and I want you to pick the creepiest one you think. I'm, I'm not a big canceler, but I'll, I'll, all right, we'll, we'll see. Go okay. ahead. So, so here are six phrases, and I want you to pick one phrase that you think should be canceled. Okay. Number one, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Number two, kill two birds with one stone. Number C, I mean, number C, number, number three, I wrote, I wrote letters instead of numbers, but now that I'm changing it, I'm changing it right now to numbers. Okay. Number three, get medieval. Number four, going postal. Number five, skeletons in the closet. Number six, has the cat got your tongue? Okay. 
What? All right, all right. What was the one before going postal? Get medieval. Get medieval. Okay. All right. Um. Oof. I so I'll I'll say and 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 when I say cancel, I mean not that it's offensive, but that you know let's let's just let's just lose it. We don't really need it anymore. Sure. Um. I'll 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 tell you I, I was I was immediately drawn to going postal because my my dad and my brother are both uh, postal workers. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, but I, I mean they they would, they would laugh about right. it because you know the it's true like what Newman says like the mail never stops it just keeps coming sure. and then you know they're they're uh, it's 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 a, it's a tough job and you you understand why some of these but I, it's been a while since someone has gone postal. So maybe maybe the post office is. Uh, I feel like it's the people something. that that aren't the ones delivering the mail. I think it's the people like working the kiosk. I think those are the people that snap. Oh yeah, yeah. Who are like who are like receiving the mail and they're sorting it? No, no, no. Like the people that like work the windows, like people like mailing shit, and like there's always the long waits. Who are, who work who work in the windows? Which windows? Yeah, like they're taking the transactions. Like, like oh, I need to ship this to uh, Wichita, Kansas, or something. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, okay. like they're doing all the transactions. They're having to deal with all these disgruntled uh, people waiting in the long lines. They process passports. Yeah. They have to do all this stuff. I, I feel like those right. are the people okay. who interact, you know, with the public the most. I think those are the people that are uh, the most like stressed out. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Yeah. So I think, you know, I feel like going postal kind of already has been canceled because we haven't, we haven't seen, we haven't seen that much anymore. We're not, we're not, it's like the crazy mail person. It's not, it's not really as much of a thing as it was in the nineties. Oh yeah. I think so email probably, probably de-escalated <laughs> that, right? The advent of email. It, it's, uh, it's, they seem to have dovetailed at the same time as email, as email use increased, postal shootings decreased. So I, I, I think, I, I think, you know, now the mail is all, it's all like, it's all like junk mail. Oh God. Where like people sending you. Don't get me started. Just catalogs is that you can't even get off of them, but, but they're also keeping the mail going all this junk mail. You can't, you can get off of them by the way, but it, it's, there's a lot of fucking hoops to jump. I've, I've tried, I've jumped through hoops and I was just like, you know what? I give up. I can't, I can't get, I, I can't do it. I can't. How many triple a Westways magazines? I don't, I don't want to go to the stupid, whatever you're selling. I don't want it. I, I, are you a, tri- I like are you a triple a mu- member though? Cause I, I am. I yeah. Mean, that's if, why if, they're if, sending if, it. If, yeah. if, well, I, said, I was like, please, I don't like, I, if I have an emergency, I'll call you guys. But otherwise I don't give a shit right. about Westways. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I, I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's, uh, right. it, it, it's, it, I get that magazine too. And, and, um, you can technically, you can, there is some benefit to it. You can use your AAA card at hotels to get deals, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, like, I'm a AAA fan. I like AAA. Yeah. I just, but, but I you probably, magazines you probably will be booking that online. Right. I mean, so yeah. So yeah. There, it, I'll, there's, show no, there's no, no use. I'll show it at the, uh, you know, at the front desk and they give you a discount. So I, yeah, I, I do that. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I mean, it's, it feels like the other ones kind of still have some use. I mean, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that still has use. Kill two birds with one stone still has use. Get medieval is I, that feels, uh, what's the word? An anachronistic, yeah. Um, the, not just the, not about medieval times, but like that was very, that was also very nineties. So I, I don't, I don't really hear people saying that anymore. 
Right. It was a thing with like Pulp Fiction. Um, so it doesn't seem like that has any use anymore. So we can. So we we've, can we've already canceled. Yeah, we've already canceled two just by uh, just by time itself. So that's good. Yeah, time. Time is the great canceler. <laughs> <laughs> cancels everyone <laughs> everyone gets canceled at some point <laughs> yeah so what do you what do you got what's your uh so you now you're narrowed it you're down to four out of six. Oh, I, oh, i have to cancel i have to leave one like one that's not going to be canceled well you, you got to personally cancel one because you because you well, uh, oh, oh so those are all right so what do i got left i got ba- throw the baby out with the bathwater, kill two birds with one stone skeletons in the closet and has a cat so got your good. tongue Skeletons in the closet. It's a cat got your tongue. Oof. I I I don't want to cancel. Throw the baby out with the bathwater because I want to preemptively not cancel that because I if there are people who are like oh they're part of this violence to babies I'm like you know go fuck yourself. <laughs> but preemptively I am not canceling because I think that's a good line. Okay. Uh, oh, I like skeletons in the closet. I mean that's you know I, I do horror. It's all about kind of skeletons in your closet. Sure. So I'd probably kill that, uh, or, or I'd keep that. Yeah. Uh, two two birds with one stone. Uh, I, I still use it. I mean, I still I still use it. Right. Even though it is a absolute cliche, uh, I still use that one. And then the cat got your tongue. I I don't I don't use that anymore. So uh, that 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 just seems kind of that that seems kind of lame. Sure. Um, although I'm a cat lover. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, actually thinking about it, I don't really. Can you explain that to me? Is the cat the cat puts its paw on your tongue? I mean, what does that even mean? Oh, man, I, I have no idea. This is American. <laughs> right? Some of these American phrases I didn't even look up. I mean, I was just like, what the hell is this shit? I mean, I, I, I know what it I know what it I know what it means. I know what it's supposed to right. mean, but I don't know how it came you, i don't know the origins <laughs> I, I mean these are you know what i'm saying like we just love having okay. these sayings we love phrases i mean we're just we're we're a we're a country of phrases <laughs> yeah well like idiots yeah. you know i mean we, we we like we like we like phrases that seem to mean so much yet don't mean anything um like the cat got your tongue uh I'm i'm a big fan of of idioms and, and things um but I, yeah that, that one that that seems a, a bit played out and okay and since i i, I can't even think of i mean i, I can't even think of what it may, maybe someone is listening and they're like well obviously it means the cat grabbed your tongue or, or whatever but i don't yeah um okay so I that, we, that's I, I say we cancel that one that's the that's one. the one all right, all right. Cancel. okay canceled it, it, is, it is out of here okay I also want to talk to you about those uh, YouTube reaction videos. I saw you were posting that on social media. That's pretty funny. Are these are these are people from? Uh, they're watching your films, and they're all across all across the world, right? Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> so what, when did you like get word of this? Did they start like tagging you or something, or how, how did you? Uh... Well, generally, like, so YouTube has this like duplicate uh, <coughs> content feature. So if you post something. And then somebody duplicates your video, they they warn oh. you, and they're like, "Do you want to, you know, flag this for duplicate content?" Um, 
So I so that's generally how I find out because when you're doing a reaction video, they have to duplicate it and they put their face on it. Right, right. So that's usually how I I find out. Uh, I, I I found the 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 international ones are generally videos that don't have a lot of words in them, a lot of like English. So they're just screaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for like, I, I have a short called Peekaboo, and I think Peekaboo is like the only word that's said, and that and that's translated in all oh, everywhere. Sure. Peekaboo yeah. means. So that one seems to be very popular with these foreign language audiences, and I, I don't even often I don't know what language they're speaking, um, and they're you know freaking out over it. it, it but it's it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to it's it's cool to see that it, it's. It's fun to, you know, I mean, sometimes they watch and they're like, oh, this is stupid. And those ones aren't. The, so yeah, fun. those aren't helpful. Those are not helpful. <laughs> like, well, why, why, even bother, yeah. why, do, why even bother make this video if you, if you don't even like yeah, it? Yeah, but uh, it, it's cool, though, because like, horror is a genre where, you know, scary shit is scary shit. And like, you know, if you say something in English and doesn't translate well, you know, and it's something that's funny here, you know, then you're, you're not going to get a laugh overseas. You know what I mean? But here, you know, I mean, with horror, if it's some gory shit happens, some shit, you know what I mean? And you can get that reaction. Scary. Yeah. Scary is scary. Yeah. Um, every, every country, you know, we, we, sometimes we have these different myths and stuff, but they're all kind of like the same stuff. Right. It's all, everyone's got their own version of something that's, that's something horrible. And, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so what's your sign, Neil? I am a Taurus. Okay. It is now that time to read our guest horoscope in an overly dramatic way. In a world obsessed with instant gratification, commit to your long-term goals. In a world driven by selfish motives, be of service to those around you. In a world based on fleeting connections, build something solid with the people that you love. This chapter of your life sees you committing to the slow life and a newfound passion, Taurus, and vowing to leave the world in a better shape than when you first saw it. And here's your cosmic tip of the day, Taurus. How can you be of service, you wild bull, you? And that is Neil Patrick Henry <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Callahan. McGinnis. Horoscope. There we go. All right. So it's vacation season. So I want to hear about uh, any memorable places you've been to. Um in your life, I, I just got back from Humboldt. Well, not just got back, but I, I went up to the Redwoods. It was amazing. It was like, it was, it was, it was, I feel like I got there before it all burnt down. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like uh -huh. I beat, I beat the fire to the punch and, uh, climate change to the punch. But, um, is there anywhere you went to, uh, in your life where you're like, man, that that place was really, really memorable in my entire life not just recently yeah. this is like some of the coolest places i've ever been yeah Ooh. Hmm. The one, there's so many of course there's one that comes to mind i i lived i don't know if you know this about me mervin but i lived in argentina for a little while oh 
Oh, wait know. a minute. I did. I saw a photo. That's right. That was a while ago. Yeah. Like three years ago, I saw a photo that you were down in the Patagonia, right? Well, the, well, this was a while. This was a while. This is probably seven, eight years ago where I, where I lived there. Uh, I was living in Buenos Aires. Um, but I, I, Argentina is one of the most beautiful countries on earth because it is so, it's so long. If you look at it on the, on the map, it's, it's, goes to the you know almost to antarctica the tip of sure it. but sure. if you go north it's it's very like desert area yeah <clears throat> um so the place i was going to say is in patagonia uh i believe it's called el shalten um and it's just this sort of like mountainy area where it's just like little beautiful looking town that's like you like go through the mountains and you find this sort of like mountain village that's kind of like nestled into this valley. Um, and, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And it was not really super populated. You go on these hikes and wow. you see these beautiful lakes and mountains and there's like nobody there, you know, I mean, it, there are people there, but it's, it's kind of, it's not a huge um, destination around the world at least. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that that all oh, it was like tough getting there. You gotta get on a bus, and you're kind of like twisting and winding. And do you fly into like Ushuaia? Uh, you, is, you, you, I guess you could. There's an airport there. Um, I we we just took a road trip, and we're just taking oh. like buses. Uh, we went we went through the whole country. Oh, um, but I'm, I'm sure you could fly. I'm sure you could fly into Ushuaia. Oh, um, that is gorgeous. Which, wow. which is very, which is very pretty there, which is, yeah. Yeah. I've never been, I, I, I've well, never, I'm, my mom is from Argentina and I used to go down like almost every year. Oh, wow. Yeah. My mom's from she's Argentina. A, yeah. Your mom's a, she's a Portania. No, no, she's not from <laughs> Buenos Aires, but she's from, uh, San Juan, which is right by the Andes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she lived in oh, Buenos wow. Aires for a little bit, but she was born and, uh, spent most of her life in San Juan. And, um, I did not know. Yeah. That. I, I, um, I saw that picture. I wanted to talk to you about that a long time ago, but I totally, you know, totally forgot. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is really cool that you said that. Cause, cause yeah, I love Argentina. I love the people, you know, the culture, the food, it's, it's a great place. Um, my cousin actually lives, uh, in, in San Juan right now. And he has, uh, he has a vineyard that basically up against the Andes, and uh, they make a lot of, you know, like Shiraz and uh, uh, Malbecs and stuff like Malbec, that. Malbec, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, it's, uh, so you, you, how long did you live there? That's amazing. I, not super long. I lived maybe like six months or so. Okay, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. They have, they got some conflicts with their, <laughs> with the government. That, uh, <laughs> they're made, always protesting, right? They're always, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of protesting. It made, made, made me appreciate like our own government in a way where I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because like um, I was telling one of the guests um, that when my, uh, co- I'm sorry, cousin, uh, niece, and when my cousin has a kid, it's a niece, right? Or niece and nephew, right? Cousin has a kid, niece. For uh, a second? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Like I, I get the idea. Okay. Yeah. So she came here and she, uh, I, I showed her around, I took her to all these places and, um, she was shocked to see that there was homeless here. And cause in Argentina, like people are poor, but they, they have houses and things like that. So, um, yeah. So she was like, she was telling me that, um, so, but the problem there is that, <laughs> you know, it's a socialism style 
economic system. And it's, it's good for that. Meaning like there's not going to be any homeless people and stuff like that. And everybody's has shelter and food and all that stuff, but it's hard to make a ton of money. And if, if you're just average Joe, like, uh, you're not like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. So it becomes a little challenging. Uh, they have a strong, like strong unions and strong, you know, work, working class, but you know, the taxes are a little high and, and uh, they can't innovate as much because there's actually like too much uh, workers' mm. rights. It's mm. really funny. Like in the U S like there's barely any, I mean, there, there is, but they're often abused and you always see these like, problems. So the, the, it's weird. Cause you see like one extreme here and then another extreme there. And I, I think it's funny. Cause it's like, it's hard to find that like balance, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> where, yeah. where you want strong worker protection, but you want to innovate and you don't want to drag things down, you know, but you don't want runaway capitalism where there's like billion dollar house right next to, you know, a homeless encampment. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's like, damn, yeah. how do we balance this stuff? It's, I don't it's, know. It's like, it's, it's cause it's like, it's that nuance, right? It's like that gray area. Cause, cause it's, it's much easier to make a political point when it's black or white or this extreme or that extreme, but probably the most efficient way of doing it is somewhere in the middle. That's like a balance of a good thing. You know, you're never going to perfect it in, in every government, sure. every economy has its like downsides to it. Um, but often, you know, somewhere like in between is probably good, but still creates problems. But I mean, you can't, you can't put that on a political bumper sticker and be like, you know, yeah, it's, it's so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something where you'd probably need some sort of bipartisan support to come across, you know, come, come through. And, and that's something that just doesn't happen here in the U S Sadly, <laughs> but, but you realize that when you travel the world, though, you realize it's kind of fucked up all over. And um, yeah. I'm not saying that we don't have problems here and there aren't like major things that need to be looked at. But you travel and you're like, you know, this this country is kind of fucked up. This country is kind of yeah. this country hates their government. Everyone's kind of like disgruntled with their government, yeah. which is how it should be. You know, you should like that's if you have a democracy like you kind of have to be disgruntled because if you're not disgruntled, you get complacent uh, and then you can be taken advantage of. Of course, if you're disgruntled, you can also be taken advantage of as well and push down some uh, dangerous directions. But yeah, man, it's a, that's why I make horror movies, man. It's a messed up, uh, it's a messed up world and I have no answers. Aren't the cultures different though? Like back there or down there, I should say, is uh like the sexuality is is kind of like a bigger thing here where it's kind of like like women here like you know like don't talk to me kind of thing you know it's like over there it's kind of like everyone's very you know in your face about the sexuality they look you up and down and they're like you know everyone's like hitting on each other and for you know flirtatious it's like uh you know yeah yeah and not to make broad generalizations because I'm, I'm about to but i would say the the argent the thing i learned the the Argentine men is that they, they can be very sort of aggressive. They're very extremely charming often um, and like in, incredible charming talkers. And, and they, but they're so, they can be so aggressive that as an American, if I'm just playing Mr. Cool, Mr. Laid back, let them come to me. That doesn't necessarily work over there when it's like, it's expected that you are the pursuer and the girls constantly kind of like, 
you know, playing you down and being like, no, no, you got to try harder. You got to try harder. <laughs> and it's right. like, you know, but they, but they don't think the guy, you know, the guys can, yeah. you know, they're, 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 they can, maybe they, they get too aggressive. Sometimes, well, I mean, they, but, it's yeah. not that there's no feminism there. It's, it's that, uh, you know, they'll still, if you, yell out of a car, grab your dick and say, Hey, sweetheart, you know, you cat call or something. They're going to be like, no, get the fuck away from oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they do, they do gravitate to people who are very assertive and, and you know, it's, it's a different animal. You, you could talk to me at the club. You could talk to me at the thing, you know, just come at me with some game or something. I don't know. It's, it's totally yeah, different. You, you gotta, you gotta do something, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take your shot. <laughs> You gotta take you your gotta shot over there. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Yeah. You're constantly shooting shots over there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely different. But hey, you know, each place has its good and bad. So it's one of those things. Um, so uh, yeah, that's great, man. That, that's great. I'm gonna check that out next time I go down. I haven't been down there since 2000. Um, so it's I got to see my family. I got. Uh, my mom was one of nine. And so I got a lot of family down there. So I got to go see them. All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great, dude. That's great. So, uh, all right, Neil. So thank you for coming on to the ramble. I thought, I felt like we got a little ramble oh, going. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We were, ra- I'm, I'm a rambler. So this, uh, yeah, this, this works Awesome. Out. And so where can everybody find your, your horror films, your social media and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I'm, if you go on YouTube, uh, and you type Neil Stevens, uh, well, probably Neil Stevens horror. Uh, cause there's like a Neil Stevens, um, gay porn star and there's a Neil Stevens <laughs> red state blogger. Um, I'm the other one horror guy. Um, so yeah, Neil Stevens horror, you find my channel, my movies. Um, I'm, I'm only on Instagram these days. It's the only <laughs> one that doesn't cause too much stress and anxiety for social media. Uh, you can find me on Neil P. Stevens on there. Uh, I post inter- intermittently, not not a huge poster, but I, I occasionally post post some stuff on there. So everyone, please give uh, Neil a follow. Check out his videos; are really really awesome. And uh, Neil, I will see you when the Chargers take on the Patriots at SoFi Stadium, and hopefully, you fuckers don't outnumber us yeah that's all i fucking care (laughs) (laughs) it's a big stadium there's a lot of a lot of butts to seats to fill butts to put in seats we'll we'll, we'll see i'll be there i'll definitely be there okay great man i'm excited about the football season and uh let's get some drinks or something sometime sounds good sounds good all right cool that was neil patrick stevens the 17th (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) that was neil neil stevens And uh, thank you guys all for listening to the Ramble. All right, Neil, talk to you later. Talk to you.